Shalom to all. Today's office is Yumadaf Yudawad, and we are starting 12 lines from the top with the brand new Mishnah. Now, since the Kayin Gadol is the only one that does the Avodah Nim Kippur, he must also do the Avodah that's usually done by other Kayhanim. And the Mishnah tells us, Kol Shevas Hayamim, all seven days that he's been separated prior to Yom Kippur, who's Erika Saddam? He does Rika Saddam of the Carbon Tamid, which is, again, is usually not done by him. Umakyas Akhtaris, he brings Akhtaris, Umaytevis Aneris, and he prepares the lamps of the Mnaira, Umakyas Arash Vesaregel, and he brings the head and the foot of the Carbon Tamid, Ushar Kal Yamim, and also on all other days, meaning not these seven days prior to Yom Kippur, in Ratzel Hakav Makrev. If he would like to be Makrev Carbon, he wants to do Avaida, he can do so. Shekain Gadol Makrev Chelik Baraj, because the Kain Gadol, he has first dibs. Chelik Baraj means he has first dibs, he has the first opportunity and first ability to be Makavar Carbon if he would like to, and he can take any portion that he would like to. He has first dibs to any portion. So the Kain Gadol is being prepared to do all the avoid in the base of Mikdash on Yom Kippur. And the Gemara asks Matana, who is our Mishnah like? Amar Chis, he says, do like Rabbi Kiva. It's definitely not like Rabbi Kiva. The Rabbi Kiva was him. Ha'amar, he says, tar shenafal all of hazah. If someone's tahar and some of the mechata, some of the paraduma water gets sprinkled on him, tamasu, it actually makes him tame. And as we've learned previously, the Kain Gadol gets the mechatas from the paraduma sprinkled on him every day of the seven day Yom Kippur prep. Now, he most probably was tar, and this was done only as a chumrah. Therefore, according to Rabbi Kiva, this would actually make him tameh. And the Gemara says, hey, So how could he do that void in the base of Mikdash if he's tameh from the mechatas? It must be that our mission is not Rabbi Kiva. Ditan, you have a brisa. It says in the Pasuk, in regards to sprinkling the mechatas on someone, v'hiza tar al hatameh, and the tar shall sprinkle on the tameh. Now, we're going to learn a little bit later in the Gemara that the Pasuk really should say, v'hiza tar al love. Why does it say al hatameh? So what does Rabbi Kiva learn from here? Al hatameh tar, when it's sprinkled on someone tameh, so it turns him tar. Balatar but if it's sprinkled on someone tar, so he becomes tame. Divi Rabbi Kiva, that's Rabbi Kiva's opinion. They argue and they say no. This pasuk of al hatame is only telling us that you have to sprinkle it on something that could be makabel toma. Mahi, what is that? What does that mean? We have a mishnah. Let's say he wants to sprinkle the mechatas on an animal for whatever reason. And he sprinkled it on a person that actually needed the mechatas sprinkled on him. If there's still mechatas left on the azive. Now we know that it's part of the procedure of the paraduma, a bundle of hyssop stalks, that's azov, are dipped into the mechatos and then used to sprinkle that water on the person. So if there's some water left on the azov, Yishana, he could just repeat that sprinkling action with the remaining water that's on the azov. But let's say he had intent to sprinkle it on a person, and he sprinkled on an animal. Even if there's mechatos left on the azov, he should not repeat that action. He has to re-dip it into the bucket. Now the mechatos isn't allowed to be used for mundane purpose. If they are used for that, then they become possible for use as so this Mishnah explains Shita's Chachamim. If he had intent to sprinkle the person, but did so to an animal, which is not Makabal Tomo, then the water remaining on the bundle may not be used to sprinkle the person because it became possible due to its use on an animal, and the bundle must be re-dipped. This is what the Chachamim darshan from the Pasuk of Tahar Al-Hatame. It has to be sprinkled on something that's Makabal Tomo, such as a person, not an animal. And the Gemara delves a little bit deeper into this Machlech as Rabbi Kiva and the Chachamim. My time with Rabbi Kiva, what was Rabbi Kiva's reasoning? The Pasuk should have said, Love. My al hatame. Why does it say he should sprinkle it on the tame? Shmami, no, we learn from here. Al hatame tar. If it was sprinkled on someone tame, so he becomes tar. Balatar tame. But if it's sprinkled on someone tar, he becomes tame. Rabbanon, again, they say, That's teaching us that it has to be sprinkled on something that could be makabal tama. Aval hacha, but over here, kabal chaimer, who it's actually kabal chaimer. Im al hatame tar. If it's sprinkled on someone tame and it makes him tar, alatar like hal shakane, for sure, if it's sprinkled on someone tar, it's not going to make him tame. He'll remain in his tar status. Rabbi Kiva, he would respond and say, 
Amr Shlame. This is exactly what Shlame HaMelech meant when he said, Amarti, many. I said I would become wise, but it's still very far away from me. Shlame HaMelech was specifically referring to this, that the Paraduma waters could be Metahar, someone that's Tameh, but it's going to be Metameh, someone that's Tahar. Rabbanan, they would respond, what was Shlame HaMelech talking about? We know that the sprinkler and the one that gets sprinkled on, they remain Tahar, but one that touches the Mechatas, they become Tameh. And that's what Shlame HaMelech was talking about. And now the Gemara is just going to go on a little bit of a tangent discussing this halacha that we just brought. Umazatar, someone who actually does the sprinkling of the mechatas, he remains tar v'aksiv. The Pasuk tells us, umazim mehanida yichabiz begadav. The one that sprinkles the mehanida, referring to the mechatas, he has to wash his clothing, meaning he becomes tameh. So we say, no, my maza, what does it mean, the one that sprinkles? Noigea, it's someone that touches the mechatas, not someone that sprinkles the mechatas. Ask the Gemara, v'aksiv maza, v'aksiv noigea. We have two different psukim. One Pasuk says that the one that sprinkles, and one Pasuk says the one that touches. V'aidim furthermore, mazabai keeps begadim. The Pasuk that tells us about the mazah, he needs to wash his clothing, and the one that touches the mechatas, he doesn't need to wash his clothing. So clearly, these are two different stages or two different levels of tama, mazah and nagea. The Gemara says, you're right. Elamai mazah, what is mazah? Noise. It's talking about someone who's carrying the mechatas, so he's going to become tame. As the Gemara of Nechne Rechmana Noise, the Pasuk should just say, Noise, someone who carries the mechatas, he's going to be tame. My time except mazah. Why does it say the one that sprinkles? The Gemara answers, Hakamash Mlan is coming to teach us the Be'in and Shir Hazah that the person's only going to be chai for carrying the mechatas if he carries the shear that's required for sprinkling. The Gemara asks, That's only according to the Mandamar that we have to have a specific shear for the sprinkling of the water. According to the Mandamar, that there's no specific shear for sprinkling of the mechatas. How could we answer this? So we answer, Even according to the Mandamar, that there's no specific shear for the sprinkling of the mechatas. That's in regards to sprinkling it on the person. The amount that has to be sprinkled on the person himself doesn't have a shear. There is a requisite amount of water that has to be in the vessel holding the water. We have a Mishnah. How much has to be in the Kli, in the vessel, and that's requisite for sprinkling. In order that he should be able to dip the tips of this hyssop stalks into it and then sprinkle it. But the bottom line in the sugya is the Rabbi Kiva holds that when one is tahar and they're sprinkled with the mechatas, they become tamay to some extent. Therefore, our Mishnah cannot be Rabbi Kiva because our Mishnah says that the substitute Kayin Gadol does have the base of during his seven days of training, but we know that he gets the mechatas sprinkled on him every single day. And Rabbi Kiva therefore holds that he may not do the Avaida. Whereas now we have a different answer. Abai Amr, he says, I feel team Rabbi Kiva, our Mishnah could be Rabbi Kiva. He does the Avaida the entire day. And then in the evening, then they sprinkle him with the mechatas. He goes to the mikvah, he does Harav Shemesh, he waits till the sun sets, and then he's tar once again for the Avaidah tomorrow. So according to Abai, our Mishnah could be Rabbi Akiva. And our Mishnah told us that two of the Avaidahs that the Kohen Gadol does in the base of Mikdash is Makhtar Saktairis, he brings the Kitaris, who metes Haneris, and he cleans out the Neris, he cleans out the lamps of the Menorah. Now we're going to get into a discussion that lasts for quite a while about the order of the Avaidah in the base of Mikdash. Now, as we've learned, every day a new base of Kahanim came to serve in the base of Mikdash. So, how were all the different Avaidahs split up? They would make a lottery, a pious, for the various jobs. Actually, four different lotteries were made throughout the day, each determining different things. And the Gemara opens up with analyzing our Mishnah. Amma, we see from here, Katarius Beresha, that the Katarius was first brought by Neres, and then the lamps of the Menorah were cleaned out. Vriminu, but we have a stira. We have a Mishnah Masechus Tamid that tells us, Misha Zacha Badisha and Mizbech the one that he was Zaycha, he merited to do the Dishan Mizbech which is the cleaning out of the inner Mizbech. Umisha Zacha Menorah, the one that was Zaycha with the Menorah. Umisha Zacha with the one that was Zaycha with the Katarius. And we see from here very clearly that the Menorah was done before the 
Tzaddik Tairas, not like our Mishnah. So Amr Afuna, he gives an answer. Mantan Tamid, who's a ton of standard Mishnahs and Mishnahs Tamid? Reb Shemin Isha Mitzbahu. That's Reb Shemin Isha Mitzbah. And therefore, that's not a steer to our Mishnah, because our Mishnah is not Reb Shemin Isha Mitzbah. The Gemara has Vaibcham Shemin Alei. We know the exact opposite. Dinan, we have Mishnah Mishnahs Tamid. The Tanakhama tells us, Balay Lekarn Mizrachas Tzfainas. The Kayan that's doing the Avaida, he's going to be sprinkling the blood of the Karman Tamid. He approaches the Karen Mizrachas Tzfainas, which is the northeastern corner of the Mizbeach. Nice Mizrachas Tzfaina. And then he puts the blood over there. And then he goes to Marava's Dreimus, the southwestern corner, nice in Marava Dreima, and then he puts it on the southwestern corner. Betani Allah, and we have a Brisa on that Mishnah, Rabbi Shimon Isha Mitzvah Mishana, he changes the order, Betamid, only in regards to the Tamid. Mizrachat Sfainas, first he goes to the northeastern corner, nice in Mizrachat Sfaina, and then he puts it on the corner. Marava's Dreimus, he goes to the southwestern corner, nice in Marava, Va'acherkach, nice in Dreima, and then he goes to the southern wall in the Mizbech and sprinkles the blood over there. So we see very clearly that his Stam Mishnah and Tamid is not Rabbi Shimon Isha Mitzvah, so it can't be that the reason why there's no steer between our Mishnah and Yuma and that Mishnah and Tamid is because that Mishnah is Rav Shem and Isha Mitzvah. Clearly we see that a standard Mishnah in Tamid is not Rav Shem and Isha Mitzvah. So the Gemara says, you're right, Elam Rabbi Yechanan, Mantan Seder Yuma, who taught the Mishnayas in Yuma, meaning in our Masechta, that's Rav Shem and Isha Mitzvah, that's Rav Shem and Isha Mitzvah, and therefore we have no steer between our Mishnah and that one in Tamid because our Mishnah is Rav Shem and Isha Mitzvah and that one is a different Tana. And the Gemara continues with this theme. Verami Seder Yuma, Seder Yuma, we're going to have a steer in between different Mishnayas in Yuma itself about what the order of the Vaid in the Beis HaMikdash was. Dinan, we have a Mishnah. Pais Hasheni, the second lottery, determined the following. Mi Shaychet, who's going to Shech the Karman Tamid, Mi Zarek, who's going to do Zerika Saddam, Mi Medashin Mizmech Habnimi, who's going to clear off the ashes from the inner Mizbech, Mi Medashin Samanaira, who's going to clear out the Menaira, and Umi Malay Varm Lakevesh, who's going to take the Avarim of the Karman Tamid and put them on the ramp. Pais Hashlishi, the third lottery, they made the following announcement. Chadashim Laktairis, Bauva Hafisu, the ones that are new to the Ktairis, meaning the Kaihanim that never were able to do the Ktairis, they should come and draw lots. If you already did the Ktairis, you're not allowed to draw lots. Now, the reason why is because we know that the Ktairis was a Segula for becoming wealthy, and therefore they want to give as many Kaihanim this opportunity. If a Kain already did the Ktairis, he's not allowed to be involved in this. But we clearly see from here that the cleaning of the Menorah was determined by the second lottery, and the Ktairis only by the third. And this is not like our Mishnah that says the Ktairis came first. So Amr Abai, he answers like Kasha, Kamatavas Shteinayers, Kamatavas Chamishnayers. One's talking about cleaning of two of the seven lamps of the Menorah. One's talking about cleaning five of the seven lamps of the Menorah. So everyone agrees that the Menorah was actually cleaned in two stages. First, five of the lamps were cleaned, and then two of the lamps were cleaned. And that's why these Mishnayas are not sized for each other. The Mishnah that says the Kataris was burned after the Menorah, that's talking about after the first five were cleaned out. And the one that says the Kataris was burned before the Menorah, that's talking about before the remaining two were cleaned out. But now we continue analyzing this halacha that we just learned that the Menorah was cleaned out in two stages. And there was actually a machlaikas, which avayda was done in between the cleaning out of the Menorah. Lememer, the Kataris mafsik lehu, does that mean that the Kataris is actually the avayda was done in between the cleaning out of the Menorah? The Ha'abai Masadim HaRacham Shmei Degmara, Abai was Masadir, he gave the order of exactly what was done in the Beis HaMikdash in the name of the Gemara, which means everyone in the Beis HaMikdash agreed to him. And he said, that actually the blood of the Tamid was sprinkled in between the cleaning out of the Menorah. So how could he say that it was the Ketairus that was done in the middle of the cleaning out of the Menorah? So Amri, they said, like Hasha no stira. Ha'ila Abashol, Hal Rabbanan, one's according to Abashol, and this is according to Rabbanan, so there's no stira. The time you have a Brisa, and this is going to show that there's Machlaikas between the Cham and Abashol, which Avaidah was done in between the cleaning of the Menorah, Zrikas Dama Tamid, or the Ketairus. It says in this Brisa, Lo he shouldn't clean out all the Neres, Vachach Yaktir, and then bring the Ketairus, Ela Yaktir, Vachach Yitav, he should bring the Ketairus, and then finish cleaning out the lamps. That's the Chachamim. Abashol Aimer, he says, Metev, he has to finish 
finished cleaning all of the lamps of the Midayim, preparing them, Vachach Makir, and then he brings the Kataris. So what was done in between the cleaning out of the lamps, according to Abishol, it must be that it wasn't Akhtaris Kataris, it was Rikas Adam of the Tamid. Now my time with Abishol, what's Abishol's reasoning that the Kataris was done only after the Midayim was completely prepared? The Chesavit says in the Pasuk, Babiker, Babiker, every single morning, when you clean out and prepare the lamps, Vahadr, and afterwards the Pasuk says, Yakti Rena, that the Kataris should be burned. So it seems to be that first the Midayim happens and then the Kataris. Rabbanan, they would say, my what is the Pasuk telling us? While you are cleaning out the Menorah and preparing it, you should bring the Kataris. You prepare five of the lamps, go bring the Kataris, and then as the Kataris is burning, you finish preparing the Menorah. If you don't say that, in regards to the Avayda in the afternoon in the Beis HaMikdash, it says as follows, And when Aaron lights the lamps in the afternoon, he shall burn the Kataris. Now, does that mean that even in the afternoon, he first lights the lamps and then he burns the Kataris? If you're going to say, yeah, that's actually what he does. And the Pasuk tells us in regards to lighting the Menorah from evening until morning. What do we learn from here? First of all, we learn put the measure of oil necessary that it can be burning from the evening all the way until the next morning. And another way of understanding what means there is no avoid in the base of Mekdash that's kosher to be done from evening until the next morning, except for this one, meaning the last avoid that's done every single day in the base of Mekdash is lighting the Menorah and not the Ketairas. So what's the Torah talking about in regards to the afternoon avoid? While Aaron Akain is lighting the lamps of the Menorah, the Ketairas should have already been lit. So to hear also when we're dealing with the morning avoid, while the lamps are being prepared, so the Ketairas should already be burning, meaning after the first five are cleaned, then the Ketairas is lit, and only then the second one is cleaned. He'll tell you, and he'll answer, Shani Hasam, that case is different, meaning the afternoon Avoid is different, because it says in the Pasuk, and this teaches that in the afternoon, the last Avoid is the Menorah. But since we do not have this Joshua regarding the morning Ketairas, Avishol's opinion is still valid. We're going to stop here for the day, pick up tomorrow with more discussion of the order of the Avoid in the Beis HaMikdash. Everyone should have a wonderful day.